This episode of the This Is Reportage podcast is sponsored by DreamBooks Pro. Choosing an album supplier is a super important thing as we need so many elements. The wow factor, extremely high quality printing and production, a quick and consistent turnaround time, intuitive software to help us design and friendly support people who get back to us quickly. Yep, we want a lot and DreamBooks Pro deliver on it all. Don't just take my word for it either, as they are the album supplier of choice and raved about by so many world-class photographers, many of whom I've interviewed on this podcast actually, including our current photographers of the year, Jesse and Moira Laplante, previous potties, Eve Sheppers and Fabio Mirulla, Doc Day founders Kevin and Annie Kafash, and Victor Lax, to name just a few. Originally from Portugal, they are present in more than 30 countries worldwide and have 40 years of history. Listeners to our podcast can also get an exclusive 25% discount on an order. Just head to dreambookspro.com forward slash TIR and leave your email on a simple form to get it. I'll also include the link on this episode's page on thisreportage.com. Thanks to Dreambooks Pro for sponsoring this episode. Hi and welcome to episode 132 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Is Reportage and This Reportage family, and I'm a photographer too. Really excited to be chatting to one of the UK's very best and loveliest documentary wedding photographers today, the fab Ollie Knight. Based in Canterbury and shooting weddings all over the UK and Europe, Ollie has won four reportage awards from us and also hosts his own workshops and mentoring too. We chat about loads on the episode today, including his background in the music industry and how he became a wedding photographer, an amazing tip regarding the canapes, a very unique and surprising quiz, why the documentary approach is so important to him, embarrassing tales from weddings and doing his own dental work at a destination wedding, just why work-life balance is so vital and what he's done to achieve the right balance for him, social media, advice for capturing proposals, the time he sang with Ed Sheeran at a wedding, his night class workshops and training, the story behind his most recent reportage award, and so much more. Before we hear from Ollie, just a couple of things from me. Um, I'm running two of my own documentary wedding photography workshops in the UK soon. One in Cornwall on the 11th of October 23, and one in Manchester on the 18th of October 2023. I'm a complete open book on my workshops, and I share every facet of my shooting and business approach, all within a really relaxed and fun atmosphere too. So if you haven't had enough of my voice on the podcast already and can stand the horror of actually seeing me as well as hearing me, then you can head to alanlawphotography.co.uk to book on either workshop. 14 of the 15 places have already been taken on the Manchester date, so there's just the one place left on that one at time of this podcast going out, and a third of places have gone on the Cornwall date. These will be my final workshops of 2023, and I won't be doing another Cornwall or Manchester workshop for at least the next five years. As you'll hear from Ollie in the podcast too, he also runs his own courses and his brilliantly named Night Class course is running on the 11th and 12th of January 2024. You can grab a place at ollienightphotography.co.uk forward slash education and I've also linked to it from this episode's page on the TIR website. Finally, just to let you know there's just a couple of weeks left to submit to our current awards. The deadline is the same for both our wedding and family websites. Submit by 2359 BST on the 23rd of September 2023. Right, over to Ollie. Hey Ollie, how you doing? Hi Alan, I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm also good. Thank you very much. Yeah, good, 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 good. How um yeah, how's things in general? Where where in the UK are you? Are you like 
Canterbury, are you? Yeah, Canterbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well remembered. Yeah, I'm in the uh, Garden of England in uh, in Kent, um, and um, yeah, I'm based here um, pretty much well most of the time. And uh, I just got back from holiday actually, Alan. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Before we talk about your holiday, I'd say I've heard some tales about Canterbury. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I bet you never heard that one before. <laughs> I actually haven't, but it's uh, it's, it's a great joke. I'd, I'd love to repeat that to many people that I talk to. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah so how, how was your holiday where'd you go um yeah it was really good we went to portugal um i actually i shot a wedding there a month ago so it's funny to going back um purely just a coincidence that... yeah, yeah 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 just a coincidence both booked to the well we booked the holiday and then the wedding booked me um and um yeah we went we stayed in a airbnb near porto and it was oh, it was beautiful it was in the mountains um big pool tennis court kids loved it and um yeah nice weekend to relax really um oh, and uh, yeah lovely. Really did appreciate you go with it. A, did you go with some other friends? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good intel. Um, yeah, we went with <laughs> another family. We actually went there five years ago in 2018 when the world was very different, and um, and it was it was funny. Like um, I took my camera um, as you do, and um, I, I kind of I, I kind of repeated some of the photos. Um, I just tried to capture some of the same kind of angles and some of the same places. And the kids are growing up so much. It's so scary. It really is. Oh, but it's, it is. it's amazing. Oh, that's cool. I think I saw on your Instagram stories, actually, some like before and after photos yeah, and stuff. That's yeah. cool. That's nice. You're so good with your Insta stories. That's something we could we'll talk about, obviously, at some point, actually. Yeah, Because oh, so. you're so good on the social side. It's so natural and that's just so interesting as well. So I don't really put too much thought into it. I basically just kind of share what I'm up to now and again. And um, and yeah, I, I don't I don't really think about it too much i tend to like make my stories just you know me bit of fun bit of kind of bantery jokey and then my posts tend to be like a bit more serious and a bit more like you know docu kind of stuff well that's a perfect blend isn't it do you think that's a key as well so maybe not as you said, they're not really think too much about what you're putting up rather than over analyzing everything. Well, and... I don't know. I know lots of people who like, you know, spend like hours like thinking about it and will, you know, do mm. 10 takes of a video or will, you know, purchase apps to make their, you know, photo collages look perfect. But I'm just a bit like, nah, work it up there. And if people don't like it, <laughs> they're more than welcome to unfollow me. Well, that's great, isn't it? And that's just the real you, authentic you. And that's what people value most in this day and age as well, is that authenticity, I think. So I'll try that. Yeah. I'll try that. I put out a poll recently of like, um, what do people appreciate about, you know, the stories I put out? And uh, most people weren't that interested in my personal life. Most people were either interested in behind the scenes at weddings or me kind of clowning about and being stupid. So I kind of, I'll stick to that, really. Oh, that's all good. <laughs> Give the people what they want, Alan. <laughs> well, yeah, but your personal life is also the behind the scenes at weddings, isn't it? It's like the yeah, same thing. It's true. It's true it's true all good um and how's uh wedding season in general coming along how was the uh, wedding in portugal was that a fun one? Oh, it was amazing it was a three-day indian wedding in the algarve and wow. it was a couple that i i shot their surprise proposal in london a couple of years ago and um really got on really well with them and um i was just it was a blast i took out um tom um a guy that i mentored a couple of years ago as a second shooter and we we stayed on site we had our own little villa with our own little pool and we were just really well looked after and um i lost a part of my tooth which i can talk to you about if you oh yes about that. i've got i've definitely i've got that as a little question later on but let's do it now while you mentioned that and you had to do your own dental work oh gosh it was horrible so um picture the scene everyone's tucking into their you know like lovely indian food on the first night and um i was very much enjoying it i think i was eating some lamb at the time alan one of my favorite Ooh, meats i love lamb as well. oh i love lamb um and uh, i was tucking into the lamb and then all of a sudden um i felt that something weird in my mouth and i said to tom like what, what what's going on here can you notice anything about my teeth and he said oh gosh like you 
you got he probably didn't say gosh but he said oh you, you've got a piece of your tooth missing and so i looked in the i looked in a reflection on my phone and um yeah sure enough there's a great big chip in my tooth so i i went up to the groom guess what the groom does for a job is um, a vet no, he's a dentist. <laughs> he's a dentist. Um, oh wow, that's handy then. Yeah, the perfect time would have been two two thirty because that's the dentist's oh, favourite time. Yes, oh, oh, I love that. that. We one, do that one. one at home. <laughs> one one. Um, and um, but yeah, I, I went up to him and I was like, "Sai, what would you recommend?" And he said, "Ollie, you can come and you know see me in my in my surgery. What if they call them dental practice when you when you get back from the UK? Or if it's really bugging you, like, I wouldn't recommend this, but go into your room, try and find." a nail file from somewhere and then file down your tooth so it's not as sharp and um i went up to the wedding planner and i said cassandra uh i've only spoken to you once but do you have a nail file i can borrow just to try and um you know kind of flatten my tooth a little bit and she said ollie i've got one on site but i don't want you to borrow it i want you to have it because i never want to see it again <laughs> and so she gave me a nail file i went into my bathroom i filed down my tooth um and it was one of the weirdest strangest experiences ever i've never had to do this before and then kind of picturing everyone outside like dancing and drinking and eating and this poor Ollie <laughs> in this glamorous destination wedding in inverted commas um, filing down his teeth so um, so yeah it's, 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 it's fine now no one really notices that I did anything to it and I'm going to meet up with Sai and he's going to correct my tooth at the end of the month so win-win wow. it's really good that, that is a mad story that's a, really really re strange did it not really hurt to file a tooth people have asked this I don't think it went for any nerve or anything so I think it was um, it was fine but it just mm. you know it, it was just like it, it was just kind of filing down you know like a table uh, or like like a you know chair leg or something like that it, it didn't feel any different to that it was just filing down something strange but um but yeah so that was back in june but to be honest alan i've pretty much taken the whole summer holidays off um so i'm not busy at all at the moment i'm just i'm very chilled which is which is lovely that is good do you do that on purpose like i did yeah, yeah i think so i think in previous summers i've tended to have done a few weddings in august but this summer i was just like you know what what would happen if i just blocked out the whole of the summer holidays bar one wedding and just just you know spent you know five six weeks with the family and um i'm not gonna lie bookings have been down this year i think it's been down across the board yes, and it's been hard yes, to try and yeah. fill you know the winter and the autumn and the spring dates um mm. and to be honest it's been busiest in may and june but um but yeah i've so appreciate having the time off and Caleb my son he's 10 he's going to be taking the 11 plus exam in September so I'm going to spend a bit of time with him trying to help him you know kind of pass that and everything yeah. so um so yeah so there's been been a fair bit of stuff to do but um but yeah I think I just I just want to enjoy the kids whilst they're this age well exactly they're only young once man it's um you've well, got I mean, kids similar ages haven't you yes yeah, so eight and eleven I'm not, yeah. no what Wait a minute. Oh. I should know. <laughs> no, they are. they are 8 and 11. Yes, of course they are. Like my, my daughter's um, going to be starting secondary school in September. Oh, so. wow. How are you feeling about that? Oh, it's a scary time. So this week she's had like an induction -y type week where they're just doing like fun stuff, though. So that's good. And she's made some new friends, which is good. Oh, so. that's good. Yeah, but it's mad, isn't it? You just want the best of them, don't you? And like I found secondary school so difficult and I, I was picked on a bit and I just found it real kind of toxic atmosphere. And I just I just don't want that for my kids. I just want them mm -hmm. to be able to enjoy learning, to be able to enjoy school and not to be pushed into like certain subjects, but just to be able to enjoy like a, a breadth um, rather than having to kind of narrow everything down mm -hmm. to English and maths and science but um but yeah ironically that's what i'm trying to teach caleb at the moment to pass the 11 plus so oh kind of i remember doing the 11 plus oh, i remember man. that did you Horrible. do that did you do that as well no i grew up in sussex so we never did that we just went to a normal secondary school but i just mm. i i mean i i think i really disagree with it um if i'm honest because I, I think it just segregates at such a young age um mm, and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy as well like the kids that don't pass it will think oh no, no what, what's the point in trying and then the kids that do pass it will be under more pressure at, at, you know a top school 
school and say yeah it's, it's hard but um i think we're just trying to play the game just trying to you know get him through yeah. the test and i don't think it's you know 50 50 we'll see we'll see what happens oh it's all whatever happens it'll be for the best it'll be exactly it'll, yeah it'll he's great good. on guitar so that's all right <laughs> oh that's good good stuff <laughs> yeah. do you teach him do you teach um, him? No, no. So like, I mean, we've 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 jammed. I play guitar and piano, but like we've jammed. But um, but yeah, he's he's doing so well. He's probably better at solos than I am now, to be honest. And he's only ten. <laughs> cool. Oh, dude. Yeah. So I did eleven plus. I learned the guitar as well. Did so, you? Yeah, that's uh, good. Yeah. Are, you, yeah. are you are you an electric player? Or are you acoustic? I only player? did a t- I did a little bit of that. I was in a couple of bands a long time ago, but mostly really? acoustic. I play, I play it virtually every day actually. Because oh, yeah, that's good. That's brilliant. Any any crazy band names from back in the day? uh what my first band was called slack which is bad okay. and then salon kitty actually we played like heavy heavy stuff there <laughs> salon kitty, that, they, they aren't as cringe as i thought they were gonna be <laughs> <laughs> before we go on to other subjects so many subjects that just came up there though i mean what i just have to go back to the tough and the lamb what was what, lamb is <laughs> normally like really soft and tender oh oh i said oh <laughs> yeah i know my my wife always takes a bit <laughs> <laughs> where did you grow up <laughs> uh, no, in the south of birmingham actually oh, okay yeah. is that how you say it there i think so or maybe okay. it's just me i do pronounce things strangely i think yeah oh, so. i love that it's brilliant let's do yeah. um sorry um repeat the question how did you do it? and lamb is normally nice nice and soft was it a chop i know well no i, I think <laughs> lamb chop um i think <laughs> i get your lamb chops from this indian wedding banquet. Oh. <laughs> i've just got a really funny picture in my mind of like this butcher with a lamb chop and like you know presenting it at the indian wedding and so i think it was um because the lamb was off the bone but i think there was a bit of bone in the middle that i must have chowed down on and then my tooth must have um took objection to that piece of bone and that must have caused the chip really unless my tooth was just so brittle and it was just waiting to go anyway but um but yeah it made me feel really weird because i i had such high hopes for that wedding and i went in like feeling so excited about it and then that really took the wind out of my sails for like half an hour until i filed it down and once i filed it down i felt invincible i was just like i can take on anything i've done my own dental work i can photograph <laughs> anything this weekend and uh, and it was amazing and you know what it was it was the first wedding i think in my life where i've cried at the end just because i didn't want it to end and like we were we were all kind of i, I sound a bit you know kind of i don't know over emotional but we were we were stood on a um like a, a balcony the sun was going down i was with tom i was with the couple and um and i was just like guys this has been like a you know career highlight for me this has been amazing i don't want it to end and i think really highly of you guys i just started to well up and cry Aww, dude. <laughs> but it was um, it was amazing it went from despair with the tooth to you know kind of tears of joy at the end <laughs> oh that's so cool i think that's very rare i think that's very rare i've, I've never um, had it before no i've never cried at a wedding from like not wanting to go i think yeah, but yeah. but i, I, do, I, I do love that. my family yeah (laughs) i've had some really lush weddings where i've really got on with a couple and it's been really lush and and for a desk i've not done loads of destinations but like one destination i did and i was right with them till about half two three in the morning and it was beautiful and yeah and it was a lovely atmosphere and i could have a drink as well yeah you know what like i um at this wedding um I, I kind of had a had a few wines in the evening and um and the the couple just said oh you know put down your cameras at, i think it was 1 a.m put down your cameras come and join us on the dance floor i'd normally feel really self-conscious about that and i've never danced at a wedding before but <laughs> we, we put down our cameras we danced we tried to do indian dancing we probably failed dramatically but it was really fun you know just like joining in and even like i, I didn't care that i was missing out on kind of some of the stuff that was happening because the couple had specifically told us put down your cameras 
you've you know photographed for you know kind of 14 15 hours already put down your cameras just celebrate with us and those memories honestly like it was just it was really really lovely i just yeah i'll, I'll never forget it it was it was amazing and um, your destination wedding was that in montenegro it was the montenegro one i actually. love yeah. those pictures and you had that oh, great picture you. of the the guys jumping into the the lake oh, or was the, the sea or the sea yes thank you dude oh, oh it was amazing it was really inspiring i think i saw those pictures just before i did my first destination wedding it really inspired me i think um, they were brilliant man so good thanks so much man. that's lovely of you to say it's really nice but yeah like you so i don't normally drink at a wedding at all so but on destinations you know i'm not generally not driving and stuff so yeah, yeah more exactly. relaxed, isn't it? and let yeah, your hair nice. down have a bit yeah. of fun yeah. it's really nice it's nice it's, it's, it's nice. a real it's treat really nice. yeah how did um how did you get oh but actually as another question because what you said earlier as well you said so this uh the three-day indian one you did a, their actual proposal surprise proposal. is that right yeah yeah that's it yeah yeah so I, i've done i've only done two of them but neither of the couples went on and booked me for the actual wedding what's oh, that that's about? interesting what's that, that about ollie what's you, you that know, <laughs> <laughs> they discovered how bad you are <laughs> yeah. no not at all and um, i i i mean i've had a, i've had a mixed bag so i've had some couples that have gone on to book me for their wedding that's been great so i did um a wedding in germany actually during covid which was interesting oh, wow. um but um but they went on to book me and um and yeah like this this one in portugal which i'm so pleased they did but um yeah, i've had another couple that have booked me for uk weddings but um like lots that haven't um i i think sometimes it comes down to like cost because obviously it's it's a lot more to hire a wedding photographer than to you know do a proposal oh, yeah, shoot that's true. um and um and i think also some of it comes down to style so i know that lots of people who'd be after a proposal shoot would be after more of like the you know couple pictures and that's really not what i major on on a wedding day at all so I'm, I'm more than happy to take you know some pictures after a surprise proposal but i always say to them just you know don't look at the camera enjoy yourselves we'll just hang out in some different places and so i, I don't really ever tend i think you've got a similar philosophy i never really tend to pose my couples i tend to just let them be them and you know head to some nice places and have a walk have a hug somewhere um i never do any more than that so i think sometimes people that book proposal shoots are engagement shoots they want a bit more posy stuff on the wedding days perhaps so that's another reason i guess that, that makes they might sense that us, makes sense uh, that makes sense ollie you are very wise and it makes me feel a bit better about myself <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, it's, it's something we've not actually spoken about much before proposals so just whilst we're on the subject um do you have any tips for someone who's maybe you know got a proposal coming up as a photographer and hasn't done it for, never has never done it before any advice Oh, you know what? There's um, there's no feeling quite like it with photography because you know that it's one moment that you can't then go back and replicate. And mm. so I always get a huge rush of adrenaline. I always feel really, really scared and out of my depth beforehand and I feel like a fraud. But then um, I just have to kind of trust that I've got myself in the right place. Um, and I, I think like I always try and be fairly near where the proposal is going to happen. But I always try and like um, throw people off the scent by either pretending to be on my phone to my mum. That's always a good one. <laughs> or... <laughs> how's the weather down in sussex and um, or um or maybe i don't know pretending to photograph a piece of architecture or pretending to photograph a plant or something and mm -hmm. then when you you know when you clock that the you know the, the the people are nearby then you can then kind of you know swing around once you see out the corner of your eye that you know the person's down on one knee um that kind of thing so i, th I think it's yeah like do your research around the place know exactly where they're going to propose um try and throw them off the scent by you know kind of photographing something else and then um and then yeah i always tell um the person who's proposing to stay in the moment afterwards because the really easy thing would be to point out the photographer and be like oh surprise i heard a photographer <laughs> yeah. actually it's like you get the best moments 
and you get the best emotion um, just after the person proposes. Um, and I always say to them, like, stay in that moment, enjoy that moment. Like the emotion will really, really come out then. Um, don't point me out until the other person's, you know, already seen me. So, um, yeah, I think those would be my big tips. Those are all great tips, man. You're so Thanks. good. Like, Thanks, you're just straight <laughs> off the top of your head. Like, just know this. So I never give people questions in advance, but you just give us such great answers already. Oh, that's so kind. Thank you. Well, it's true, dude. It's true. It's so cool. Uh, cool, man. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I've only done a, a couple of proposals. One of them, uh, my, my wife, a few months after, was like looking at my phone. She's like, why have you got this photo of a dude in, in a mirror on your phone? Because he'd, he'd sent me a photo <laughs> oh, yeah. of what he was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> that that's amazing yeah. i think I've, I've had the same <laughs> yeah i don't know why my wife was looking at my phone though that's the biggest yeah and i have nothing to hide no, it's not mine. <laughs> anyway no, that's a whole other subject oh, also, um, I, just to say like i i know this isn't you know me interviewing you um but something that i've really admired from you doing your talks and like from you know kind of seeing your stuff you know on social media or whatever is how much appreciation you have for your wife is it only Oh, it is. Yes. Yes. Honestly, like when you shared about her doing your presentation, I think it was at um, Elevate conference a few oh, yeah. years back. Mm. And you basically devoted a good few minutes to her and just like how much you love her and how like, you know, like you're, you're devoted to her and everything. And I thought this is absolutely brilliant. And like this doesn't get spoken about as much as it should be at, you know, conferences, of photography events, things like that, because it, it's not just the wedding day. It's the marriage. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the it's the union between the two people for the rest of their lives. And so um you sharing for a few minutes about your wife it was a really beautiful thing and so i just wanted to say like well done and kudos to you and um you know like that that's brilliant i love that oh thank you man that's super lovely of you <laughs> super lovely of you. i'm just super lucky i'm just super lucky she's amazing i'm so incredibly lucky so yeah, i'm just obsessed obsessed but <laughs> thank cool. you that's so lovely you say that um that was mad as it elevate was literally like a week or two before lockdown oh man it was wasn't it i remember going i remember packing hand sand in my bag which i would never done before oh, yeah. in my life and um i also remember sitting away from everyone else in the cinema and um i've never done anything like that either in my life and it just mm. felt so strange just a few days before you know we all went into lockdown so it's uh, <laughs> it a crazy time it yeah. feels like another world to go it does feel like it really does place. it really mm. does and like how much we lost in that year but then um actually like how much we learned from that time as well it's amazing it's true yeah yeah good things have come from it as well mm. so yeah absolutely good. um ollie you won another reportage award just yesterday congratulations hey, that's exciting yeah it's awesome and i read on your insta stories that it was literally the second photo you took on that set <laughs> it was it was it, was it really, really it really was yeah i think i took one picture of the house outside um because i was trying to do an establishing picture of like where the bride's getting ready and literally yeah. i walked into the kitchen i think it was even before i'd said hello to the bride and the bride's dad and then that just happened and i was like i've got to photograph this i'm sorry i'm not going to meet everyone at first i'm just going to photograph this that's so cool you're in the moment that's it you got to do that <laughs> can you explain to people what the image is of if they haven't seen it yeah sure so it's um the dad who had to dress in the kilt because um the groom is scottish and the groom was wearing a kilt mm. um and well i don't think he had to i think he chose to you know chose to kind of you know join the rest of the groom's party um but then he's a big 
big English rugby fan. So underneath his kilt, he had um, English uh, rugby shorts. And so he lifted up his kilt and then um, his daughter's in the frame having her hair done. Um, the hairdresser, um, who's, you know, really lovely lady. And then the mum and the sister and kind of everyone's crowded around just cracking up at um, the dad, you know, pulling up his kilt and revealing his, you know, kind of real allegiance um, underneath his kilt. And um, yeah, literally second photo of the day, handed to me on a plate and um, simple wow. Position and uh, yeah, just just you know, press the shutter and enjoy it. it. Yeah, but it's not added to you on a plate because you have to you have to be aware of like something that could that something that could be happening right now. You know, you've got to be still in the moment and in the zone. You know, I think the first like thousand photo I take at every wedding are awful. So uh, your, your second <laughs> Major- majority majority of mine are as well. I just don't no. Um, no I, I think yeah. I, I think it, it comes down to being in the right place at the right time and being able to anticipate stuff for sure. But I think sometimes you just feel like wow, like this is really easy to be able to get a really good photo. That's happened to a couple of the ones that I've won uh, for this is reportage um there's one of the brides um smoking um and like having a having a legs on her mum's um legs uh, and yes. um and it's is that was again like literally one photo I took of that moment which I'd never I'd never teach that I'd teach like take six take eight, <laughs> yeah. eight photos per moment but I literally took one photo of that moment and that was you know the image that, that turned out and so sometimes I, I do think it's you know I, I don't really I don't think I believe in luck but I think I believe you know in kind of good opportunities and sometimes it's just yeah being fortunate in a particular position well i think that's just bit that's very modest of you though dude as well i think we make our own luck and a lot of it is from that kind of well some of it is just like kind of instinct and others is like experience of knowing that you know we've been in similar situations and something could happen like you know there's something it's like a sixth sense almost that we yeah get. it yeah. is and you yeah. can't continually get lucky i think you know maybe once or twice you can but you can't continually get lucky and and win numerous awards from luck do so it's it's I mean, skill i think i i always like i don't know i always had like a career ambition of of winning something like a, a fearless award or a this is reportage award or something and like once i won one i was like right i could probably retire happy now <laughs> and like you know um i i think yeah i, I and i think it's yeah it's, it's it's amazing to kind of be recognized in that way um but um, well, totally I, I also deserved. think it's um it's it's just yeah sometimes it's just about being in the right place no, very modest very modest right? <laughs> it's, so, it's so good man and that image that you just spoke about the second photo um the recent reportage award it's so cool the way you've got all those reactions all around so the from the left the right and in the background as well behind the dad everyone oh, yeah, laughing yeah outside in like yeah, the, yeah. the conservatory or literally outside anyway but I think outside in the garden yeah yeah it's so good you know it's so good because you've got the moment and then all the reactions all in the same frame lovely edit as you, you always do a great edit as well it's just super yeah oh thanks super. dude really kind Congrats. no 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 it's, i mean it i mean it uh anyone <laughs> listening now and um you are obviously listening because you heard me just say anyone listening now so so yeah, head to thisreportage.com. Um, I'll include that image that Ollie just spoke about. Um, Ollie, um, another question here. Why do you spell your name wrongly? What's that? <laughs> Has that been submitted by Ollie Baines? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this isn't actually the first time you've been on the podcast, is it? You've been on the podcast before. Oh yeah, so um, we had a quick little interview where I, I think I said something really deep about fruit or something um, <laughs> when we're at Dock Day, and um, yeah, so I was there with my friend Ollie Baines, who um, is a 
brilliant lovely wedding photographer um, mentored him a couple of years ago he's, he's such a dude and um, we came together to, to Dublin and everyone found it funny that we're called Ollie and Ollie but then we spell our names differently so um, I've always spelt mine O-L-L-Y why because I wanna and I just I'm not really sure like I, why it just why seemed a bit cooler when I was 16 maybe I'm not sure but um, it also departs from my name because I've never really liked Oliver too much it's only really my mum when she was stressed with my you know kind of hyperactivity when I was a kid she'd be like Oliver and, oh, yeah. um, and so yeah I just I just thought of Ollie and the the why appealed to me and I, I think yeah me, me and Ollie Baines we always have a bit of banter about who spells <laughs> it right and we've even done various insta polls and most people think it's O-L-L-I-E and that's the way it should be Do they? Really? I'm, I'm happy I'm happy to be different Alan I'm happy to yes. be sure <laughs> to go you know run in my own lane you know that's all right that's fine the haters can hate that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Oh, that's funny. It was fun um, talking to you and seeing you both at, at Doc Day, actually. I really loved We that. went from that McDonald's good. together. We did. That was one of my highlights. I love that. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> no, but actually, really getting to getting to meet you was really good because like obviously i'd listened to the podcast lots and um I, i've come along to a couple of tir um like drinks evenings and that's been yes. really fun but um actually getting the chance to properly meet you um was a real highlight but then also like eating with you in mcdonald's that was just like <laughs> you know it was just like wow does it does it get any better than this um <laughs> so, so um yeah an, an amazing oh. day Oh, I love meeting you as well properly because, yeah, because we have spoken little bits, but what's not as, wasn't as much as that, was it? So that was yeah. really, that was really good. Um, and Doc Day was ace, wasn't it? Do you enjoy it? really enjoyed it it was um it was it was really like lots of different presentations and everything like very very like vastly different some that mm. i felt really connected to um and I, others that I, I i i don't know like i i appreciated but couldn't fully access but yeah i really yeah, i i really loved um dan morris oh yeah um, yeah um his his talk like i absolutely loved it i thought it was great like finding kind of you know street elements at weddings and just some mm. of the stuff he sees that i just like i could never see that oh, i could never work yeah. that out that yeah hat would line up with those parasols or oh, yes. that blue dress would line up with like those blue flowers and I, I'd never see that I, I, I'm so much simpler than that when it comes to taking an image <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I just, it, it blew my mind it was amazing oh that's cool yeah I loved it as well and he's such a he's such a lovely guy a lovely yeah guy. he seems really fun um ollie i like the way you say um i don't know where i read i read this i think it was on instagram i think it was on instagram yeah you say i'm not into fads or fake stuff i want real real is beautiful and you know i totally agree obviously um so have you always had such a documentary approach or has your style changed over the years let's go let's go back into the like this is your life ollie world <laughs> No, how did it all begin with for you then? Because your background was as uh, in the music industry, was it? Yeah, so it was, um, I, I was kind of had yeah, like job in music. Um, I've kind of done various kind of music stuff in my past. So I was in a band. Kind of what were they did, called? Um, uh, well, Ollie Knight Band at first, which is a rubbish name, and then um, is it really Ollie Knight Band. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of like we played like a string section. It's really fun. Kind of singer songwriter acoustic kind of vibes. And then oh, cool. um, we had a band. We called it Eben. And um, and yeah, we, like, people described us as being a happy Radiohead or a sad Coldplay. So it was quite, oh, that's, that's it was, cool. It was quite nice. But I don't know. We we had like I don't know. We had some success, but like not not like loads. We got to play a few cool festivals and stuff, but like nothing major. Have, like, 
Didn't you have like Ellie Goulding support you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've done your homework. Um, she <laughs> she supported us um, when she was still a, a student, um, singer songwriter, um, and um, yeah. and yeah, it was it's kind of surreal seeing where she's gone and where, where I've gone. Um, yeah. but you, know, you know what? Though? I I think like I'm I, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else than than this job. So I think like I even I, over the years as well, like I've I've worked part time for my church doing music stuff as well, um, down in Canterbury, and I've really enjoyed that. But I think when I when I went full-time into wedding photography um i guess for the second time in in 2021 i just oh man like there was just nothing better than that first year i just really felt like i was flying with you know the mirrorless cameras that i'd got and just you know i've got got a new color edit i was really happy with that and just uh, all the weddings just I, I just seemed to be so much more grateful for them after the whole break during covid and after no dance floors and no hugs and um, everything just seemed to come together but i think originally i mean in answer to the question i've never changed my style it's all always been documentary it's always been hands-off it's always been let the moments um unfold before you and and capture the emotion capture them you know the every, everything that happens um at a wedding um and yeah so at a wedding like i won't be the loud noise i won't be like Whoa, you know like do this do that I, i'll always be like you know fairly quiet I, i'll be chatty to people and i'll laugh along at jokes and stuff and but i, I won't be the big noise I, i'll be kind of looking out for moments and kind of quietly documenting and um as I said, even like couple time for me is just more of a wander around rather than anything choreographed or anything posed. Um, so, I mean, I, I, originally it was my brother-in-law that showed me his camera. I loved the way he could make, a, you know, a, an image look really sharp in the foreground, really blurry in the background. So I went onto a, a well-known online store and um, and bought um, and bought a which has the same name as a Brazilian rainforest. And wow. um, and I bought my um, I bought my first Canon camera and just really enjoyed it. I offered oh, to which do. Which was it? Which model? Um, it was a Canon. 500d <laughs> oh my same as mine man really was that, your first one? Right? that was my first as well oh yeah. awesome that's it Isn't that weird? That virtual high five yeah and, <laughs> and um and so yeah so i i offered to do a friend's wedding from church they stupidly said yes so i kind of figured i need to get a better camera so i got a 5d oh, yeah. and then i was let loose at their wedding in 2011 um really loved it and then like inquiries started snowballing from there and i was just like i've, I've got to go full time with this and just had a baby in 2020 in 2012 and um kind of needed to make a bit of a success of the company so um went full time with photography um <laughs> i advertised on groupon which i'd never dream of doing now oh, but cool, it was brilliant yeah. when i was starting out it just like you know like brought in all the business yeah and um and then yeah i just kind of went for it in 2012 and um it just same you as know, me 2012 really it's, it's really oh, similar. Yeah, and we have it's amazing i love it i think um there was one photographer called mark wallace do you know him oh yes i've never never spoken to him but yes i've never met him but yeah he's um he was a photographer at a friend's wedding that i was playing music at and um seeing him in action and seeing his photos afterwards you'd never know who was there he was so discreet but then the moments he got were absolutely awesome and so his style really influenced me i think back in 2012 like entering you know photography cool. industry and um and i just thought you know what i don't ever need to pose people like i can do a handful of family portraits if they want that kind of thing but mm. for the rest of the day i can just be completely hands off and i can get all the kind of stuff that um that would mean the most to the bride and groom and i'm a big fan of putting out the work that you love and then couples will appreciate that and will book you based on that and then you can give them you know images that they'll love because they've they've invested in you and they they love your style and mm. so like I work with some people and like I worked with a videographer last year, really nice guy, but he was like, I can't believe that you don't, you know, get the, 
groomsmen to like walk along in a line before the mm-hmm. ceremony. And I can't believe that you don't get the bridesmaids to like sit around on the sofa and like pop the champagne bottle. And and I'm like, no, because it all naturally happens. And he said to me at the end of the day, it was really refreshing just not having to intervene too much in the day and just being That's able to cool. let the day run its course. And mm-hmm. I just think people will be happier looking back on the photos of real moments, knowing that they weren't forced into set poses, knowing that they weren't forced to, you know, like, I don't know, spray a champagne bottle or like light smoke flares and walk along with them. I, I just I, I I really like good for you if you if you do that kind of thing. But I think for me, I'm all about the real. I'm all about the moments. And for that kind of, you know, the, the Instagram fads, they'll definitely, you know, come and go. And the whole editorial style seems to be really popular at the moment. But I just don't think if it's, you know, if it's if you're documenting real moments, you don't need to change your style because I don't think that will ever date. It will always be in. It will always be current because people that want the real people that want the authentic and those people will always be in the market and will always want to book you and um, for those things so true yeah i mean we, we don't have video here but i know i'm said it's been nodding and nodding back here like some <laughs> kind of uh what was that dog what was that oh the randomly in my a very old job in seo i worked for rbs and churchill was a brand actually trying to you know rank them for car insurance stuff but anyway but, <laughs> but dude you spoke is that the best job you've ever had <laughs> yeah no 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 um but you spoke so well about it there yeah it's like you, you couldn't say it better i think um and obviously i totally agree yeah and, and we work in such similar ways i think we really really do as well oh, we should so. do a wed- i know that you don't really have second shooters but we should no, do I've never one had together one it would be fun do, we will. should do one together that'd be really fun have you so have you and ollie done many together like the ollie ollie um the ollie with the incorrect spelling um yeah, yeah we 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 have we've done um we've done a couple together um we, sh- we should have done more really together but we've we've done a couple together but i started mentoring him during the covid year during 2020 oh, yeah. so we were due to do a couple of destination ones together but um that obviously oh yeah fell, fell did you say you sad. did one in germany though during covid i still did yeah and it was really interesting um so like went out in september 2020 it was up in the air as to whether we could go over and not have to quarantine before shooting the wedding but it was yeah. the weirdest thing because germany didn't have as strict laws as we did at the time so um so we were in germany and like we were basically like we were the only people masked up um like during the ceremony during the reception during the dance floor and it felt so strange photographing people on the dance floor and i was wearing a mask and no one else was wearing a mask it felt really predatory and yeah. very strange and like just very i don't know faceless and just yeah didn't didn't enjoy the experience but uh, i loved the couple and i loved going out to germany it was just highly stressful and like to be honest i think i used to get quite stressed about traveling abroad and working abroad anyway but i think mm. um i think even more so during covid like during all the tests and everything it was oh it was crazy oh yeah yeah i don't want to go back to those times no <laughs> where where in germany was it i love germany it was near dortmund um yeah. it was a uh, it was a town called bochum um mm. spelt Bochum. Um, sorry if I'm not pronouncing that correctly for our German <laughs> listeners. I will not pick you up. Yeah, I don't know. Danke schon. Um, but yeah, so it's, it was a couple. I, I photographed their proposal on the Millennium Bridge in, in London a, f- a couple of years before. And um, Another were, one that you did uh, a proposal yeah, that they got to. I know, it's great. It's a good way of getting business. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm letting all my secrets out. Um, but um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a lovely wedding. Really loved the couple. Um, but yeah, just un- unfortunate that I had to mask up and, you know, lots of travel restrictions and everything yeah mad times but the world's world's better now world is better oh it is it is it is amen um Ollie, let's change tack. And oh, uh, I'm when... dreading what's going to happen now. <laughs> oh. You already told me before this begins oh. that you're awful. At... <laughs> we haven't had we haven't had Netflix for about the last three years, and <laughs> um, and I never really watched too much, uh, too many films. So I'm, I'm oh, dreading this. 
getting the excuse. Treading this. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. As you know, there are no prizes anyway. So no, okay, it's all good. good. If anyone's listening for the first time, we'll just do a little quiz on the podcast just to mix things up. Um, well, I'm going to say a synopsis of either a series or a movie or film. Um, we're going to see if Ollie can get the title and hopefully people are enjoying playing at home um yeah hope they do they might just hate it and everybody switches off about this point in the eighth episode but no i think it's fun it's fun i enjoy it anyway so let's um let's do it um so ollie i've had a bit of a theme for your round because okay. of because of your kind of uh, background in the music industry these are all uh movies or series to do with music oh okay good okay. <laughs> <I think. laughs> <laughs> okay so this first one is a series it is old it's like um it's probably 20 years old probably 15 20 years old okay okay, okay so a musical comedy about brett and jermaine a folk rock band from new zealand living in new york city in search of stardom oh i know this one um flight of the concord yes boom! <laughs> i thought i'd get zero out of free alan i'm i'm i, I could retire happy now well done man that is a good that's a good spot because that you you well i guess if you'd have seen that we have it but it's great isn't it? i loved it did you watch it and um, so i think i've seen clips and enjoyed some of their songs and found it quite appealing and funny i've never oh. watched the whole series although this oh. is like a bit of a jog to you know kind of go and watch yeah, it yeah you should watch it they are so clever great musicians really funny as well, they so. seem really fun yeah yeah that's cool good one okay let's go to your second oh. one uh, <laughs> well you could be happy now it's, oh, a lot of honestly, people get zero I, so it's all... i'm happy with one out of three alan just don't 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 give me the other two is fine <laughs> so the second one is oh, hey, it's gonna come it's gonna come uh the second one is a movie this is old as well um it's probably 20 years old or so okay so a frustrated composer finds fulfillment as a high school music teacher this is a bit tricky <sighs> a frustrated composer oh um sister act Oh no, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Oh no, she wasn't a composer. She was a she was a dancer. Do you know what? I've never seen Sister oh. Act actually. But, yeah, I've never seen it. But oh. yeah, it's, good. it's um Richard Dreyfuss. It's probably late oh, mid nineties. Oh, I've never heard of that. Let alone seen oh, okay. it. Okay, yeah, um, okay. Oh. So it's called. Oh, don't worry. It's called Mr. Holland's Opus. It's a beautiful oh. film, actually. If you you know you're into music, it's a beautiful film. It's like, that sounds great. One of these uplifting things, you know, because he's not happy that he's that he's in a high school teacher, but he makes a real effect on these people's lives. And it's, yeah. oh, I said Sister Act. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> can i do a synopsis for sister act <laughs> we have done sister act I've, I've done sister act in the past if i look at i've got my whole spreadsheet thing here uh wait a minute we could do oh wait a minute where is it i did have it here <laughs> was it something like oh no she wasn't a dancer she was a um she was like a, a nightclub performer or something and then oh yeah and went on when... to, to teach in a in a high school when a nightclub singer is forced to take <laughs> refuge from the mob in a convent, she ends up turning the convent choir into a soulful chorus. Oh, I know this one, Alan. Repertoire. What is it? Sister Act. Yes, baby. Yes, come on. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, uh, kind of two out of two. No, kind no, 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 no. Give me one out of one out of two so far, Alan. <laughs> okay. No, okay. You're too, you're too nice. I've, I found this. Over the course of the episodes, I think that I, I pretty much listened to all your wedding photography episodes, and I think that you're sometimes too nice. Um, so I'm going to i'm gonna come back and say one out of two <laughs> okay 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 um well this third one uh ollie is 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 tricky i normally leave the trickier one to the last so okay so this is a recent movie probably about i think it's about three or four years old doesn't it so okay 
A promising young drummer enrolls at a cutthroat music conservatory where his dreams of greatness are mentored by an instructor who will stop at nothing to realize a student's potential. Could I have it again? Okay, yeah, it's, it's tricky. So, a promising young drummer enrolls at a cutthroat music conservatory where his dreams of greatness are mentored by an instructor who will stop at nothing to realize a student's potential. Hmm. I know sometimes you give clues like to help people. Oh, I feel yeah. like I feel like I need a clue here. I, don't, I can't. I'm sorry, I don't have a clue for this one. I don't <laughs> even know the names of the the actors. <laughs> the, uh, the, the well, they're not the drummer, but the teacher who's like really aggressive. He's he's bold. I know he's bold, but I don't know. Mm. He was on Netflix for quite a while. Yeah, I didn't have that. Um, you know what, Alan? I'm so happy we're taking one out of three. Yes. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say something like. Ringo. Um, oh, like that's a good star. guess. Yeah, that is a good guess. It's called Whiplash. Actually, Whiplash. Whiplash. I'd have never got that, but I'm so happy with one out of three, Alan. I yes. really am. So thank well you. Well done, dude. That is oh. good. That's good. Alan, has anyone ever done a quiz for you on this show? Not on, not on this podcast. No. Well, I made a jingle. Listen to this. Alan Laws McDonald's quiz. That's it. It's Alan Laws McDonald's quiz. I've got three. <laughs> Three questions for you, Alan, um, around the theme of McDonald's, and I've got the answers in front of me. And there's no, there's no prizes here, but it's just for dignity. So um, we all know that you love McDonald's, Alan. So here's three questions that I, uh, I looked up um, five minutes before the podcast started, um, and um, and yeah, see how many you can get right. Are you ready, Alan? I am ready. I'm not going to get any. <laughs> are you Are you sure you're ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So let's play. Alan mcdonald's quiz okay right so question number one alan how many mcdonald's restaurants are there in the uk oh man <laughs> to the nearest hun to the nearest hundred oh my day to the nearest hundred in the uk oh i would go for about 560 the correct answer was 1,396. Oh, my days. Wow, that's even better. Okay. There's a lot more. Apparently, in the US, there's more McDonald's than hospitals. So wow. um, that's a bit of trivia for you. Um, question number two. Um, Alan, what's the most popular item on the McDonald's menu worldwide? Oh, well, oh man, I'm going to go chicken nuggets. The correct answer was fries. Oh, the fries. Oh, of course fries. it was. Of course it was. Of course it was. I reckon you might get one out of three here, Alan, because this okay. is a little bit easier. Ending with the easiest. Um, name a 2023 new acquisition to McDonald's line. So a new product that McDonald's Mc have brought out this year. McSpicy. McSpicy. McSpicy is. Correct. Yes. You got one out of three. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing. Alan Law's McDonald's Quiz. Great. Thanks, Man, Alan. That, that is awesome. That is so cool. Just wanted to give back. You know, you've given out so much, Alan. Wanted to give back. Oh, dude, I love that. Oh, man. Brilliant. I've got like a hot sweat though now. But... <laughs> you know how we all feel then. <laughs> oh, dude, that was awesome. That's it. That's my highlight now of all Good. the podcast episodes. Oh, can I can I claim that? Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> I put that on my epitaph was, was you know, Alan Lord's highlight on this reputation. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. Oh, the fries, of course. Oh, the fries. It's easy. I mean, looking back on it, you know, same with me and that composer and the and the last question. is It's easy when you know it, isn't it? Oh, but that was fun. Thank you, man. I love that. That's such a cool surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
dude. Oh, so good. Cool. Do you like a McSpicy, by the way? Have you had a McSpicy? I haven't actually had a McSpicy, although my wife always knows what I want because it's always the new line that McDonald's bring out. I always go for like something new and, and something oh, interesting. So I'd always go for like the, I don't know, like deluxe um, chicken burger or, or like the, you know, oh, the yeah. new. Um, I, I went after our holiday in Portugal, I went for the double Big Mac with bacon. So it was like four burgers in a bun and it was great. I loved it. So, um, yeah, I always tend to go for like the new line or whatever comes out. Yeah, I'm a sucker for that. That's like the opposite to me and always has the exact same thing. (laughs) What What do you always have, Alan? (laughs) <laughs> honestly it's so good man though the mcspicy is so good the mcspicy oh so that's yeah. what you always have now oh wow you've got you got to try it you got to try i'd it. love to try it well that you know what i really like the mcplant burger and um i'm not a vegan but like i, I tried it out once and um and really really loved it it was great no, I, I would have to try it. I will. I will. Did you Did you want to know? I, I don't know, you know, if it's in, of interest to you, but did you want to know any of the other 2023 new additions? Um, yeah, okay. You kind of had to say yes, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Double McPlant burger, which um, oh. sounds good. The McSpicy, which you got. Um, you could have said garlic cheesy bites. You could have said double chocolate pie which i had the other day Ooh, it was amazing nice it's like the apple pie without apple um and then um the mcflurry biscoff which i really would like to try at some oh, point yeah, I've not tried and then two galaxy mcflurry so one's a normal galaxy chocolate mcflurry and the other one's a galaxy salted caramel mcflurry which Ooh, sounds, sounds delicious i love a bit of salted um, caramel so um so yeah so you know trivia Right, that is good. Maybe we should just end this and go to McDonald's now. You Absolutely, I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that Meet was so fun. That was so fun. Um, let's, let's go back to, uh, to you, Ollie, and, and bits of photography, but also work-life balance. You know, it's such a big thing, and rightly so, and I hear you love kind of rest as a topic. So, yeah, tell us more about that. So I think when I started out in photography, I said yes to everything because I wanted to increase my portfolio. I wanted to increase, you know, future avenues for booking and referrals, recommendations, et cetera. So I basically said yes to everything. But then I quickly learned that I'd burnt myself out if I do, you know, 35, 40 weddings a year, um, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, having a young family um, and trying to see friends. And and to be honest, like, I think to, I, I think really, like, I, I wasn't giving my family my best. So I was just shattered. Um, I was working pretty much every weekend. So I made a bit of like a rule of life um, two or three years ago. Um, I think it was after the pandemic, actually. So maybe, yeah, two years ago. Um, to never work more than three Saturdays in a month, um, to always right. take a month off a year, um, to always switch my phone off for 24 hours, put it away in my drawer, to always uh, like switch off my phone, have out of office on for at least, you know, kind of a couple of weeks a year, particularly when I'm on holiday. And just tried to put those things in place so that I knew that I'd be able to give my family my best. So I wasn't giving my family the dregs and giving my work the best, but the, the opposite. Well, no, actually not that I'd want to give my work the dregs, but I'd, I'd want to, <laughs> I'd want to, you know, kind of do well in photography, um, you know, give my all to my couple. So I think over over the years, I've decreased the number of weddings. So I used to be more of like a 35, 40 a year man. And now I'm a bit more like 25, although I've still only got 24 in the diary for this year. So hopefully one will pick up soon. Um, oh, but, um, that's still a but good yeah. number though. That's so a nice number. Try, try to decrease, you know, kind of quantity and increase kind of quality and, and price and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and um, I, I think I've never enjoyed it as much as I'm enjoying it now. And I think that's thanks to getting a bit of a work-life balance sorted. 
Well, that's so cool, man. It's so cool to hear. And it's a win-win for everyone. You're happier. You're going to yeah. do better work because you're happier. So your yeah. clients are going to get better images. So it's a yeah. it's a win-win. And your, your family are going to have you around a lot more and, and, yeah. and present when you are there, which is, you know, the most important. I, I think, like, this job is the most amazing job. And I love it. It never feels like a job. It feels like a hobby that I get paid for. Um, mm. But I think the only downside that I can possibly think um for this job is the fact that it takes its tolls on the weekends and so i think if you're working you know most saturdays then you're going to be tied on sundays and if you've got young kids who are at school then they're going to either you know be like where's where's my parent oh they're they're out at work or where's my parent oh they're really tired and they're lounging in the lounge um rather than you know being present um going out kicking around a football or you know going out on a day trip or whatever so um so yes i think it was like a uh, yeah it it was a bit of like a change of you know kind of philosophy for how i approach bookings and how I block out particular weeks of the year and and that kind of thing. And I I think also the other negative would be that we can't, you know, I mean, if we're ill, if we're really, really ill, we just have to go and shoot the wedding, don't we? And that's Mm -hmm. happened a couple of times where I've been like really ill and I've either had to shoot the wedding or get somebody to help me just in case I was to, you know, (laughs) pass out or (laughs) be sick or something like that. But it's, um, yeah, I I think to be honest, those two things for me would be the only drawbacks of wedding photography. I just, I, I love everything else about it. Mm, that's cool that's cool have you been able to stick to those things then like you know only booking three saturdays and have you literally had inquiries for that four saturday in a month and like turned it down yeah so it's hard sometimes so like i, I used to have a rule of like two saturdays a month but then I'd, I'd find like really popular months like um september and june um i'd be turning down business and actually i wasn't you know if i wouldn't meet my year's quota then actually that's not that's not you know sensible so i've kind of upped it to three saturdays a month but i mean to be honest because I only do 25 a year i'm really only averaging you know two saturdays a month anyway um yeah. because of that's how it works out across the year um so um so yes yeah, so i've had to turn down some like really appealing weddings and some weddings that um i i just think like oh i'd have loved to have shot that but actually i want to prioritize the family i'm, I'm kind of like I've, I've tried to do i've tried to do one wedding where i've taken my family made a holiday of it and then shot the wedding and then you know kind of returned home i did that in cornwall actually your patch um oh, back in yeah. back in april um oh, wait, that, which venue uh it was at um it was a venue near padstow and um it was called camel studio Oh, no, not shot. It was, really, it was really lovely. It was great. It was outdoors in April. And to be honest, at the moment in July, we can't really, well, at the moment in August, um, we can't really get outdoors for weddings, no, which is crazy. Awful, um, but yeah, so I, I think like I'd really like to take them away if if dates allow um, for destination weddings um, and make a holiday of that. And But then I'd have to really keep it separate. So I'd have to have my, you know, week off with a family and the couple would know that I'm not on my phone. I'm not checking messages, but then I'd, you know, literally shoot the wedding on the last day and then come home, I think. So I think that that's the only way I'd really want to do it. Well, that's funny you say that because literally next week I go to France for a destination wedding, but it's the oh, first time I'm taking my family. I'm oh, that's amazing. Yeah, Where about so, you going? Uh, well, we're going to, because I'm doing it a proper as, as a family holiday, we're going to have like a few days of Disneyland, which we've never oh, been to. You know, it's great. It's a, it's a good, oh, is it? Is it? Have you been? Yeah. Yeah, really fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. We've never been to any. And I think it's a perfect, My, you know, as I say, my daughter's about to start secondary school. So I think it's a good age to go. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to have like four days in Paris. Um, we're going to do a TIR meetup where we're in Paris. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. 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 And then we're going to travel down to the south of France. So I do a wedding. I've not told the kids yet that I've actually got a wedding. It's at the end of the 10 days. Um, ah, I've not told them yet. And so. it, whereabouts in the south of France is it? Uh, it's like half an hour from Bergerac. 
Well, it's oh, near great. Mon Flankin or something. Mon Flankin. I don't know. Sounds, sounds, sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I've never been able to do that before, like take the kids away on a destination wedding. So I'm really looking forward to, to doing a destination and having my family there around me yeah. instead of being away for like four or five days on your own. Which, Absolutely. Um, I mean, to be honest, I never really enjoy traveling abroad alone. I always try and take a second shooter with me or as, you know, in the future, I hope to take the family with me. I think it makes such a difference having a companion. I, if I'm honest, I don't really enjoy my own company. Company, so I think like, having really? somebody... no, I can't believe that Ollie <laughs> serious I just I just I, I get bored of myself so I, th- I think like having somebody else um like brings a lot of um yeah brings a lot of joy to those kind of trips I hope that go- goes really well man and so are you are you flying from Paris down to Bergerac area no so yeah we're flying from here to Paris but then mm. we're gonna get gonna get the train down to um yeah oh wow yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's, oh, not bought the train great. tickets yet we've been a bit lackadaisical <laughs> on that way but it'll be fine pounds <laughs> yeah i know we looked into it a while ago and it looks loads cheaper than like uk trains and quick really so yeah it should be oh fun. that's good oh, i hope yeah. it goes well man that sounds oh, great thank you thank looking you. forward to seeing the pictures oh thanks man that's cool um ollie whilst you're we've still got you here yeah um, you also offer your own training and workshops with an awesome name too so yeah can, <laughs> can you tell us more about what you offer would it be really cheeky to say that I, I noticed what you did with your one and it said law school and I was like oh what can I do like play on my surname oh night class so this is yeah. Perfect. yeah it's absolutely perfect <laughs> is that cheeky is that all right no, it's not cheeky at all. <laughs> loads of people have done puns on their names so it's perfect you got to do it I think so yeah night class is perfect man it's so cool I used yeah. to I used to be a driving instructor when I in my early 20s and I called my um I called I called my school a motoring uh night rider school of night oh, that's perfect that was because <laughs> so cool. it was it was a dare from a girl I fancied and she's now my wife so oh was, really? Um, really yeah 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 oh. Kirst, Kirsty dared me back in the day she was like oh would you call it would you call it night riders and I was like I want to impress her I'll call it night riders so uh, so, so cool. yeah so that's fun but no, oh, I wedding... like copyright um like <laughs> the Hoff sending me a letter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over in his red shorts oh, that oh was so, so you met your wife then at, uh, how old were you, you met your wife then so I was um oh sorry I'm going on to another tangent and um, so I was um I was 20 I was at university and oh. um met her at Mungo's Bar Elliot College University of Kent and um, we ended up going to the same church together in my third year her first year I think and um we uh we were both youth leaders in the church youth group and yeah. Um, we got on so well we just made each other laugh all the time and then I realized I liked her um a year later and she didn't like me in the same way she kind of wanted to be friends I asked her out twice and she said no and then she moved back to Worthing back where she grew up and I thought oh you know my chance is gone curse is gone forever and then she kind of started texting me I thought hello this is a bit of a sign and then we met up in London and then I think I realized that she liked me again and um and then I asked her out for the third time she said yes and so um, so yeah and then we got engaged like nine months later in venice and then got married nine months later as well so it was all quite quick but we'd known wow, each other it's quick yeah. we'd known each other for about four or five years so it kind of um and i i knew it sounds it sounds crazy but i knew within a week or two of going out with her like that i loved her and i wanted to marry her and um yeah i just never met anyone like her she's she's amazing makes me laugh every day and um mm. i think that's why that's why i'm a big like believer i was saying earlier on what i really appreciate about you saying about your wife but i'm, I'm such a big believer in, in not just in our industry it's all about the wedding day but actually there's so much more to invest in than just the wedding days that is the lifelong marriage it's you know enriching your relationship rather than just becoming a wedding planning team it's um it's you know investing in you know time together and um i don't know about you guys but we do things like date nights sometimes like the kids or like date lunches 
go out for like little trips and nights away together and it's just that's important it's so important it really is because otherwise you just become like a kids management team and you know like or like a bills management team yeah totally yeah you need to be able to enrich your relationship together but um oh, i think yeah. sorry going back to the original question <laughs> <laughs> so um so i um i because i've got a background in teaching and because i love photography i've always tried to do a bit of teaching on the side of, of weddings as well so i like i run sporadic day classes um in canterbury over the course of the year to encourage people to get off automatic sen- settings and get onto manual and mm-hmm. just to kind of learn how to shoot with light so that's probably more for like kind of beginners um, and amateurs but then um i've started running something yearly called um night class and it's um uh it's kind of yeah it's in january it's two days and it's based in canterbury we have it all in my home so i kind of open my home to people um usually have between six and eight people that book in and um they'll you know kind of rent airbnbs or stay somewhere in canterbury and we'll go out for a meal on the on the kind of the middle night and it's it's just it's really really nice it's just kind of basically an, an open book of how i shoot weddings in a documentary style how i don't have to pose anyone and um and yeah so i think 2024 it's going to be 11th 12th of january but um but yeah i really i really love those day um those days together they, they're great and um I, I think it's it's wonderful to see kind of how people go on after those days so the guy who i talked about earlier on that came out with me to portugal a guy called tom so he came on my course um a year and a half ago and then i started mentoring him and just to see him like just to see like his improvement in the last year and a half it's it's, it's amazing and um you know like some of it would be down to him coming on the course and being mentored by me but also mm-hmm. loads to do with like him um just being really passionate about it pushing himself and um and kind of getting the opportunities and um yeah so i'm, I'm a big believer in investing in others and not just keeping knowledge to ourselves but sharing it and um and also i guess like creating community as well because i think maybe i don't know the third thing that can be frustrating about working as a wedding photographer is that um you just work as a solo and mm. um, it's not much of a team but i think if you've got a community around you people that can cheer you on people that you can go to for support and advice or like oh this person said this about my photos and i'm gutted what do i do and um, it's just it's quite nice just to have a community around you that can support you that is so true man it's so true and i have to say it's it's actually one of my favorite things um just about tir that just like a like almost like a side thing it's just it's so fab just to see sometimes someone will, will post their work and i see another tir member like comment on it and and some and sometimes yeah. i know people have met up and they've second shot for each other and i know they've met because of tir and, and I, I know loads of people meet through lots of different ways but it's just so nice to see actual connections through tir and it's so just a lovely community and so supportive as you absolutely say. and i think like um big respect to you for starting it because i i know that's not the reason that you said what you've just said but i think starting something that's purely documentary wedding photography and then obviously with with family as well now um i, I just think there's just something really unique about it because you know there, there's been the big organizations in the past but it's been a mix of you know post and documentary but the whole thing of tir being you know purely documentary and attracting people that shoot in a documentary style um but then as you say like having this great community and there's people that i've met through tir that i you know consider really good friends now and it's it's amazing and um i think it's 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 really great so i've i've really enjoyed it and to be honest like this podcast alone i've, I've listened to so many episodes probably nearly all of them on the mm-hmm. drive to a wedding and like it gives me such good encouragement and like real kind of inspiration listening to how other people shoot and and how they how they approach weddings and their passion for you know wedding photography and shooting in a docu way and so um so yeah so big thanks to you for setting it up and and big thanks to you for doing this podcast because it takes loads of hours um and you know we we all appreciate that a lot 
Oh, thanks, man. That's so lovely of you. So you said I'm too kind. You're too kind. You're too <laughs> kind, man. No, and thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for being such a major part of it as well. It's just so awesome. It's been so fab to meet you and now to talk to you on the podcast and everybody to hear you. I love that. It's so oh. cool. And back to your workshops. Um, I, I just know that your your two day thing at, at your place there is just going to be so great. I know those people are going to get so much from it because it's just you're just so lovely and you're so wise and you're just so <laughs> Well, you are though, and then you've just so and, <laughs> no, but you are, and you've just shown that just on this episode. So yeah, people really do get on Night Class. It's such a great name as well. So I'll include a link through to it, man, from this uh, you know this podcast uh, blog, uh, page on thisreptage.com, obviously. Um, and you could just say now what what's the URL people go to if they are interested. Yeah, so if they just wanted to go to my website, um, so it's ollynightphotography.co.uk, and then I've got an education. O L L O L L Y Why? Because it's best. Um, and then um, people can go to the education tab and then um, there's lots of info down there about courses and then um, under courses there'll be all the stuff about night class um, awesome. yeah and I, I see very excitingly Alan um, you've got one coming up in Cornwall and Manchester is that right? That's right. Yes. Just yesterday. Yeah. It's fun. When, I enjoy it as well. It's good fun. Isn't it so good just getting to pass on stuff and then seeing yeah. things really click in people's heads and they're like, oh, thank you for that. And you're like, oh, I just said it. Um, yeah. when, when when are yours? Um, so mine's October 11th and October 18th. So Cornwall and then, uh, Manchester. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. I genuinely love to come along to one of yours one day. It'd be, it'd be so oh. good. Dude, no, I wouldn't be able to teach you anything. No, no, you'd be able to teach you loads. You, you, taught, you taught me a lot at Elevate. So, um, yeah, absolutely. It's very kind. Very kind. Um, dude, I, I want to talk longer. So you, have you still got more time? We've been like an hour, but we've got, have got you got to go time? Do, got to go and file down my tooth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got I've got all the time in the world. And in fact, like I, I, I this is brilliant. I, I've always you know, kind of been, you know, kind of keen to talk to you on this. And it's, it's really exciting to be honest. Oh, so I've got great. all the time, all the time for you. Oh, awesome, dude. Awesome. Awesome. I'm loving it. So, yes, let's do more. Um, I, have you really um, sung with Ed Sheeran at a wedding? <laughs> you really have done your homework. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. And um, just thinking out loud about it. It was uh, it was perfect. Thinking out loud. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> that is, you must have said that before. You <laughs> have you watched the Ed Sheeran um, documentary on Disney? Disney Plus? I haven't. Um, so good. You know what? Good. Um, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't really love his music. Um, I, th- I, I really respect him, and I, I like his storytelling in his songs. But like, I think there's plenty of other people I used to listen to. But he was, he was like super lovely and humble and and kind. How and did it happen? How did it happen? So, so basically, so um, I was singing. So. Uh, so my my music for my church. So I, I do something called um, like worship leading. I, d- I don't know if you've heard of that phrase, but it's basically like um, so that I guess back back in the day with churches, there'd be an organ and and pews, and people would kind of sing sing hymns to the organ. So these days in some contemporary churches, like I'm part of, um, you have a, a worship band, and so there'd be somebody who'd lead the band. So like you know, kind of uh, you know the equivalent of a front man for or a front lady for for a band, and um, you kind of you'd, you'd play and you'd sing. And and so, like, I guess the style that I'm more used to playing and singing in would be more like drums, bass, keys, electric guitar, acoustic, that kind of thing. So mm. I was doing this at my friend's wedding, um, my friend called Greg, um, and this was years ago. And um, he put on the order of service. Oh, thanks to, so much to, you know, Ollie for, you know, leading the band and to Ed Sheeran for singing during the signing of the register. And Greg was a bit of a joker. And so I said to him, like, oh, mate, like, funny one with the order of service. This was just before, you know, Ed walked into the church. And he's like, oh, no, seriously, mate. Like, he was he was a good friend with the bride growing up and um and i was like really and so like 
Ed Sheeran just came up to me. He's like, you're right, mate. Can I use your mic and your guitar lead and stuff? Is that all right? I was like, yes. And um, and so I was was sat in front of him as he was singing this song that he'd written literally the night before for the bride and groom and um, during the signing of the register. And like, it's really crazy thinking that Ed was singing along with the hymns and contemporary songs that I'd have been, you know, kind of singing and leading people in during the during the wedding ceremony. But then also that I was literally like, I was with him for quite a while and we, sh- we were sharing quite some of the same equipment and it was so strange, but he was so humble, so down to earth and just like, you know, kind of one of the lads really. It was, it was really, really chilled. It was, it was, it was crazy. Awesome. But afterwards I put a little photo on Instagram. I was like, yeah, I played with this guy at um, a wedding today. I think he could go far. And then um, Ed Sheeran fan club, like took a, took objection to this and like retweeted it. Like, He's already a megastar. How can you say this? <laughs> and uh, and I, I got loads of, I got loads of hate on Twitter. Um, and oh, that, was, that was brilliant. So that was the, that was the start of my, my love for Twitter really. Dude, what a story. I love that. <laughs> that's so cool, though, isn't it? Wow, that's so cool. And honestly, you should watch that Ed Sheeran documentary. I'm not a massive, massive fan, but the documentary is really, really interesting. I do think he has written some great songs, though. I still prefer, I think his first single, the A-Team, I still love the A-Team. Yeah, no, well, I, I think A-Team was great. But I, I think the way that he kind of conveys emotion and, and tells a story for his songs are really um, a really key thing for like his USP. And um, yeah, I, I think I respect that. Um, and even though, yeah, his music isn't my kind of music. Um, I think he's, yeah, he's obviously done amazingly well. So yeah, and he's cool. And he was really interesting on like Desert Island Discs as well. Actually, I think he's just, he's an interesting guy. He's cool. He's cool. Yeah. And that's awesome, man. That you met him and sang with him. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we're like, I'm talking to you, so I've kind of now vicariously kind of have sung with Ed Sheeran. Ollie, I read that one of your most embarrassing moments at a wedding has something to do with a tray full of beers spill. Oh my life spill. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> I, I, I need i need to bottle it up alan i need oh, to okay. i need to tell about earth too too good um if anyone was counting uh so um so yeah so i was i was taking the you know like what what we all really love to do at weddings the family group shots oh, yeah. and um that's what we live for and <laughs> um and I, I was kind of crouched down fairly low because i was i was kind of taking some on the 85 and um yeah just just trying to get a nice angle for um for the for the family shot and um a waiter with a tray of peroni decided to stand right behind me um this was at a venue in canterbury that i really love and um and and so i got up and literally just swung around um because i didn't think anyone would be standing right behind me let alone a, a guy with a full <laughs> tray of peroni beers and um and the, and the tray just went up in the air all the beers went up in the air uh-huh. it was some kind of like beer fountain like all these beers were just like going up in the air and it absolutely covered him i didn't get any beer over me at all um, which is you know it's fantastic although i lived two <laughs> minutes down the road so i could have gone to cut change and no one would have been any of the wiser um but yeah so it went everywhere um i didn't say sorry at the time because i thought why were you standing there i said sorry later on because I, <laughs> I, I swallowed my pride and thought i should um but i, I just kind of like looked at him i was like why and um and then he kind Did of you photographed the carnage no, I, I should have done, shouldn't I? That would have been proper documentary. And even my, like the guy who's videoing with me, like he should have video, videoed yeah. as well. Um, but the, the funny thing, I, I felt like I wanted the grand to swallow me up. I really did. And I felt so embarrassed, but I kind of went up to the bride and groom and made a joke of it and said like, I, I knew the bride was a solicitor and I was like, um, yeah, where there's blame, there's a claim. Uh, what would you do in that situation? And she's like, yeah, definitely Sue. And so like, we made a bit of a joke of it. And then the groom's dad said to him, you want to know the best moment from your wedding, son? And he was like, oh no, it was when your photographer backed into that waiter and all the beers went 
everywhere. And so I'm pleased that the uh, father of the groom enjoyed that more than oh. seeing his, his son get married. So, that's, you know, great. <laughs> that's typical father of the groom. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It is. Oh, that's, they'll remember that, though. They'll remember no, it. Oh, no. I think that's one of two of my most embarrassing things that have happened at a wedding, Ooh, Alan. One of, what, what is the other one, then? Is you want the other one? Embarrassing? Yeah, more embarrassing. Because yeah, the tough isn't embarrassing, is that? It's just funny. So Okay, so I was, um, I was in Serbia for a wedding in Belgrade, and um, it was my second ever. It's just dropping all these it's, it was my It was my yeah. second ever destination <laughs> wedding, Alan. Um, and um, I was, you know, pleased to be there and everything. But again, it was during the group, it was during the group photos. It's literally these two stories have come from like the five minutes of the day that I, I dislike the most. Um, but I was, um, I was photographing the groom, the bride, and um, the groom's Serbian grandparents, um, a granddad and, and grandma either side. And um, the granddad just wasn't looking anywhere near me. And um, I kept on saying, oh, can you, everyone look this way? Um, and I, I was kind of pointing at the camera as well, just to try and get the granddad to look anywhere near me. And um, and like he still wasn't looking anywhere near me. And um, I, I was like, everyone this way. Woo. And like kind of, you know, like getting everyone to look this way. And um, the granddad was still like looking at the sky or looking at the ground. And I was like, well, what's up here? Like this, oh, no. this is really strange. And um, and I said to the groom, I was like, um, Georgie, can you get can you get your, your granddad to look this way? And uh, he said, oh, Ollie is blind. Oh, man. And I felt. I felt so bad, oh, but I hadn't no, been told yeah. before. Uh, he wasn't, he didn't carry a cane. He wasn't wearing dark glasses. I, I didn't, I didn't know this before, but I felt so mortified. I felt so bad. Oh. Um, and, um, and I just said, Oh, I'm so sorry. And he said, Oh, you, you went to know it's fine. Maybe I should have picked up on some cues or something like that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was, I just took lots of photos afterwards and then, you know, kind of went and buried my head in a, oh, in a bush somewhere and cried. And yeah, oh. it, was, it was, it wasn't great, but, um, oh, but dude, they, they didn't, they didn't mention it afterwards. You know, no. but, yeah have you have you shared your most embarrassing moment <laughs> I, I don't think uh, i have any that compared to that i think golly i can't um... i'm sure you i'm sure you i'm sure you <laughs> I, uh, that not not well yeah i guess but not that not as funny as that no i've oh, broken okay. things no not that interesting. Have, what, what have you broken well it's like this like stone plinth thing that i was like standing <laughs> on and it it just fell to the ground and it cracked in about four pieces and all the guests just looked at me they didn't come and try and help me or anything i just <laughs> bent down tried to put it back together and Why, um, what, yeah. what was this stone plinth it was this weird i don't know it was on this like, edge by step this venue in devon it was like outside you know like in this courtyardy bit and i just knocked it and yeah that was did, did you say anything to the venue or not no i kind of just tried to put it back together and then walked away and uh, if you own a uh, if you own a devon uh, wedding venue and you're listening to the podcast <laughs> and uh, if you've been the victim of vandalism at your wedding venue then uh, just head to alanlaw.co.uk <laughs> and uh, where there's blame there's always a claim that's funny <laughs> <laughs> um dude i read that you um enjoy running so i just wanted to ask how is that humanly possible how <laughs> <laughs> well after my mcdonald's um i, I just I, you know what i didn't ever used to like running and i used to think that people that ran like were you know a bit pointless and why, why would you do this um not the people that are pointless but like the activity that's pointless um and my friend just took me out once and um i was like a sweaty you know kind of mess at the end of it but uh, when i had kids I, I kind of thought well i need, I need to get out and do something and um, um, I, I, I just I just started going out a couple of times a week and I gradually I, you know that what they say like when you do something um, like 10 times you kind of start to like it when you do something 20 times it becomes a habit and so like I, I started doing it and it, it really did become a habit and I just I really enjoy doing it now and it just kind of gives me a bit of headspace um, I go out I put something you know a podcast in my ears and um, and I, I just I just enjoy it and um, I, I probably do I don't know I, I probably do like maybe three 
lots of four mile runs or six mile runs a week and just wow, just around where i live and like i just I, I think it keeps me fit as well so like for weddings i, I feel like i've got more stamina these days just because i feel mm. like um I, c- I can go on and i tend to feel like i feel like i've got like a fair bit of energy for you know kind of considering you know I'm, I'm very old now i'm nearly 40 um but I, I don't yeah pretty old um but i, I kind of feel like yeah I, I feel like i've got a fair bit of energy and i, I think running really helps with that yeah, that makes sense. I've just, I've just, oh man, I just, I've never enjoyed it at all. I just don't like it, but it makes total you, sense. Yeah. Do you do, do you do any kind of form of sport or kind of going out? Um, I, well, I do, well, I, <laughs> I do. So <laughs> I do. I think it's really important. I know people think from my stories that I just eat like Polly McDonald's <laughs> and like, I must be about <laughs> 20 stone or something. <laughs> but, but no, I do. So um, I've got like a home gym. So I work out like every other day, which is oh, I think it's really cool. important. But I also, for my aerobic stuff, I've got this under desk cycle, which no oh. sounds funny, but it's so good. So I can, I'm like editing or working on my laptop and I'm cycling like and it just so sounds good. amazing it can you send honest. me a picture of you or even a better a video of you doing your cycling whilst you're <laughs> oh, I should do that editing that's no. brilliant honestly so though good. it's fantastic I can't recommend it enough it's so good I forgot what it's wow. called so desk cycle too it is and it's just oh, yeah. sounds amazing but it's really low profile it's silent so you can put it under any kind of table really yeah I guess so. it really just gets you in gear to edit Oh, nice. Oh, three, two. Nice. Three, two. <laughs> three, two. <laughs> you, you wait, you wait. Dude, let's do some quick fire ones. Let's do a okay. quick fire ones because there's so many questions. Um, okay, so quick fire. Okay, okay. What's your favorite Disney film? Lion King. Oh, that's a good choice. I loved Lion King as well. Yeah, it's good. Have you watched the remade one? Like, I have. I, I liked it. I, I, I loved the cartoon original. Cried when yeah. Mufasa died. Oh, yes, and me. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. Mufasa. Mufasa. <laughs> anyway, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. As a kid or a teenager, uh, growing up, did you ever have any celebrity crushes? Holly Valance. Oh yes. From yes. Neighbours. Mm, I remember her. Yeah. Just nice. Good one. Good one. Good one. Um, what was the best concert you've ever been to? Sigur Ross, um, at Alexandra Palace, um, absolutely incredible. Icelandic band. Um, they make yes. up their own language. I've they, seen them as well. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. aren't they aren't they the best? Where did you I, see them? Well, I support them. Uh, I, I saw them supporting Radiohead in Oxford. Actually. <gasps> oh my life! Radiohead are like the band that I want to see before I pop my clogs. Um, oh, like they're, yeah. they're the big band that I want to see. I bet that was epic. Seagull Ross and Radiohead. Yeah, and like, Beck two of, two of my faves. Well. Oh. And Beck as well. Yeah, oh. <laughs> all on the same bill. And it's like that because wow, they're from Oxford, aren't they? So it's like they a are. Yeah, but they it shut down. It was outside. It rained the whole time, but it was. Oh, awesome. oh I bet it was. I bet yeah. it was. Favorite Radiohead song. Oh man, it's so many. So, so that's the kind of thing I always used to take a guitar at university to house parties. I would be yeah. always playing Radiohead stuff. So, yeah. oh, I don't know what my favourite song is. I still think the Benz is probably my favourite album. Or I yeah. okay, I don't know. Well, what's your favourite Radiohead song? Um, I think if I was going to go old school Radiohead, something like um, High and Dry or, or, or um, Karma, Karma or Police or something. Oh like yes, Karma Police. Um, yeah. mm. I think like new, well, like electronic Radiohead, probably something like Idiotech. Um, Idiotech's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say that. Tell it. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Like the beat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could just sing like Radiohead <laughs> over the podcast. <laughs> Everyone would That's love so it. That's so funny. I know they're known as like depressing, but I find Radiohead uplifting. I've oh, me too. Me too. I, d- I don't get it when people say depressing music because I'm just like I, d- I don't think it. I don't think necessarily it, it, it is. I think like I mean, if I'm editing, I'll listen to a Hans Zimmer soundtrack. I saw him live a couple oh, of months yes, ago. He was amazing. Yeah. Was that cool? Um, yeah. 
but yeah I, I just listen to something cinematic something like soundtracky and just something quite epic and um i tend to find my my contrast goes up on my edit and my black and white becomes even more epic and oh, really <laughs> based, yeah, based on the epic music you listen to so yeah i love stuff like that Oh, I bet Hans Zimmer was also. I'd love to watch that. So uh, yeah, I think I said to you on Instagram that I've watched the like live in Prague uh, concert like yeah, low. So I love that. Yeah. To see it in real life must have been awesome. Incredible, so good, loved it. Um, Ollie, this is not so quick fire, but when you've reached old age and you're looking back at your life, what would you like to think about the life you've led? Oh, Alan, wow, what a question. That's I know. So good. And <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, as I mentioned, like, I go to church. I'm a Christian, so I think my biggest hope for my life is that i'll have honored and loved god with everything that i live um not everything that i've said because i you know like everyone i make mistakes and i say the wrong stuff sometimes but just the way that i've lived i've, I've wanted to honor and love god with you know my, all my heart all my all my soul all my being um and, and i think just that i've been a faithful and good husband to kirsty and that i've been a nurturing father to my kids caleb and rose i think honestly like if i you know we, we've talked a lot about career aspirations and you know like aspirations to win awards or to you know kind of teach photography or to do destination weddings or something like that but i think all of that will just pale into insignificance when you know i retire when i get to you know 65 whatever it is and um yeah so i think those are the big things for me so like honoring and loving god and um and to you know be be a be a family man that's all beautiful man yeah what well, yeah that's that's beautiful um yeah you can't get you can't get bigger than that can you i can't, I can't <laughs> ask like do you eat the canapes after you say that <laughs> yes i do yes i do and ask me ask me yes i do do you eat the canapes yeah i do and i've got a tactic as well alan do you want to hear Ooh, it yes bill bill okay so um i'd be talking in a group um to people um when i see the canapes go around if i haven't been offered any yet i'll have my hands um down by my sides covering the view of my cameras so the canapé server will think oh he's just another guest talking to other guests and he'll start to offer me he or she will start to offer me a canapé and i will very much say yes and then eat it with the guests and then pick up my cameras and go back to work that is genius ollie it's genius yeah. and that's you can gonna... find other tips like that on night class <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be the best tip shared on all the podcast episodes <laughs> oh dude dude it's been so good i, I, I am, am having to stop but I, I could just go on but randomly i've got a call at half seven with a potential wedding client so i do actually have to stop it oh, honestly like go, yeah. go for that do that oh but this has been so i've still got time for one question but oh. um uh, dude it's just so great to talking to you you're so cool you're so fab to talk to and just so lovely and so full of just great knowledge and just just lovely yeah. oh thanks alan honestly it's been such a um a highlight of my summer getting cool. to do this podcast with you and um thank you so much for all you do for the community for setting it up for keeping it going um and for being such a encourager for lots of different people and um yeah we really appreciate what you do bro it's mm, lovely of you to say man it's lovely that's lovely let's do let's do one big question then dude um because we haven't done much on specifically on this i guess which is always funny for the reportage podcast but <laughs> yeah um what would be your top you've heard me ask this i'm sure lots of times what would be your top tips or thoughts or advice to help someone become better at the documentary side of what we do yeah so any thoughts any bits of advice about <sighs> such a good question and you know what i haven't even thought about what my answer would be um when you've asked other guests but i i think my biggest thing and i think it was something that i was taught by uh, a photographer from mexico called daniel aguela um oh, yeah. who i went along to one of his workshops years ago and um he said that the simplest question i need to ask myself when i'm photographing weddings is where do i need to be to get the shots and then i move there 
And I think sometimes if we're in a ceremony or during the speeches, we kind of think, oh, I don't want to be an inconvenience to guests or I don't want to like um, go over here because otherwise I'll block people's view or I don't want to move here because I don't want to get in the way. But actually, where do I need to be to get the shot? Actually, sometimes I need to be um, in the way for a few seconds or sometimes I need to be, you know, kind of really close to the action um, to record um, the, the emotion and what's going on. So I think that's something that I always ask myself at weddings, like where do I need to be to get the shot? Um, and then I move there. And I, I think like maybe one other like little small thing is just to slow down as well. So like during bride prep, my tendency can be just to like move from place to place to place and like try and get all the angles and try and get all the mm -hmm. moments and everything like that. And I think just knowing that we can't get every moment at a wedding, um, just being resigned to the fact that I, I can't physically get every moment that's going on here. But what I can do is I can make the photos that I capture the best that I can for the couple. So I, I try and slow down a lot and I try and think through composition, think through layering, think through what's going on in the frame and then just wait for stuff to happen um, once I've composed. So I, I think, yeah, those those two things would be quite big for me. So, um, yeah, where do I need to be to get the shot, move there and then also slow down and wait for things to come into place? Both absolutely brilliant bits of advice, man. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, I was nodding, nodding away furiously <laughs> there again as Churchill well. dog. <laughs> yeah, and so good, man. And the whole episode's been so good. And loads of bits of knowledge. And so, yes, people do definitely go to night class. Um, I'm sure it's awesome. Um, and I'll include a link through to it, as you said, uh, as I said before as well. And it's just, and the website is O L L I E, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it's not, Alan. It's not at all. That's a lie. <laughs> If you, own Devon, if you own a Devon wedding venue and you've been a bit of a please. <laughs> oh, it's funny. No, but I'll include an actual link through from this webtage anyway, so people won't be able to get it wrong. It's all good. Oh, thanks, man. It's all it's good. Great. And, dude, um, thank you so much for talking to me. Um, I hope the rest of your season goes well. Um, all the best for your son's 11 plus as well. Oh, thank you. And I hope it goes well with your daughter starting secondary school. Oh, and also, your, your destination wedding in France with your family. Tell me how it goes. I'd love to hear. I will do. Yes, thank you, man. I will. And hopefully I'll see you you know maybe tir christmas party or yeah. you know soon or something it'd be great to meet up again dude i would love that that'd be so good and if you're ever in the canterbury area come and say hi have you ever been to canterbury everyone asks no. you um alan have you been to my country have you been to my place have you ever been have you ever been to canterbury <laughs> i've never been to canterbury you no. need to come to canterbury it's amazing it's like okay. city of history beauty it's it's amazing well, it does sound nice i mean the name You'd itself it. okay cool i will come and i will definitely see you yeah yeah definitely awesome you, you'll cool, have man. so many places in the world that you have to go to after i know doing this podcast. <laughs> no, just stay in cornwall like. <laughs> yeah frantically dude. trying to race around <laughs> thank you so much for talking to me that was awesome dude all the best thanks alan you too cheers bye man bye you've been listening to the 132nd episode of the this is reportage podcast Absolutely love chatting to Ollie. Such a lovely guy. Hope you enjoyed listening in. Head to thisisreportage.com for a link through to his website to see the Ace Reportage Award he spoke about and a link through to his night class course too, with the next one he's running being on the 11th and 12th of January 2024. As mentioned on my probably annoyingly long intro, I'm also running two of my own workshops in the UK in October 2023, one in Manchester, with just the one place left at the moment, and one in Cornwall. Head to alanlawphotography.co.uk if you fancy booking on either of those. We now have 132 episodes of the podcast available where we speak to wedding and family photographers from all over the world. If you liked this episode, delve into our back catalogue for lots more. If you're not a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, 
Invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice on some of the world's best photographers and much more too. There's just a couple of weeks left to submit to our next awards round now. The deadline is the same for both sites. Submit by 2359 BST on the 23rd of September 2023. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. Mm-hmm.